0: Hi, my name is Naomi Hafter. I'm the business librarian at the Pratt Library, State Library Resource Center. With me today is Ron Barnes, Vice President and Community Reinvestment Manager of Provident Bank. Ron, thanks for being here with us today.
1: Glad to be here.
0: Today we're going to talk about money management, and I thought we'd start with a few questions and go from there. What kinds of things should people be thinking about or know about when selecting bank services?
1: Well, convenience is a key, although the internet has made that less of an issue. But quite frankly, there still are times that you physically need to be able to walk into a bank and transact your business. So clearly, it would be helpful that the person knows who you are. And therefore, if we're trying to decide how to pick a bank, obviously, convenience of location, convenience of hours, there are many institutions now that are open seven days a week. A lot of Families, the main earner may be the only earner, and he or she may may work multiple jobs. So clearly the ability to do your banking when it's convenient to you would be very helpful. So selecting a bank that has not only physical convenience by having locations either near your work or near home, as well as hours that are convenient, would be major factors that make a difference. Because, frankly, when you look at bank products, they're basically very similar from institution to institution. So other things that are logical to consider are how you're treated when you're there. Do you feel like your business is appreciated when you have issues or when you invariably have an issue or a problem, how responsive that institution is. I think those are reasons that make people make the initial choice of a bank, and they're the same type of issues that make people change banks. Because clearly, when things pop up and resolutions are not readily available, or you feel like you have to call someone on the other side of the world to get something resolved, and there's no pun intended there, because a number of institutions use East Indian help on their telebank pieces for customer service, It's very important that when you have a problem that you feel like it's being addressed properly.
0: Where might we find information on banks, on their legitimate, whether they're brick and mortar or online?
1: Well, that's a great question because it kind of speaks to the safety of the banking industry. And I'll even say let's back away and say financial institutions because, frankly, I would encourage people to have some sort of financial institution relationship. Working at a bank, I hope it is a bank, but I can't not acknowledge our credit union friends and their place in the financial services arena. I think when you're dealing with a good bank or a good credit union, you're in good stead. To get to your question, Naomi, I think the banks and credit unions that are legitimate are usually regulated by either the Office of the Control of the Currency, the Federal Reserve, the FDIC, or the Office of Thrift Supervision for Banks as well as the National Credit Union Association for Credit Unions. All of them have websites. I'm not exactly familiar with exactly their sites, but I would imagine it is the acronym for the regulatoryagency.gov. But clearly that's one place to check to make sure that an institution is in good stead with their regulatory agency, which speaks to why banking or financial services is a more attractive way to do your financial service Tasks, Because clearly there is a regulatory entity overlooking what they're doing on a daily basis.
0: Thanks. A lot of people are doing banking online these days. What can you tell us that we can use to help protect ourselves?
1: The best way to protect yourself with uh, online banking is making sure that you're dealing with a legitimate institution. How do you do that? there are regulatory agencies for banks as well as other financial institutions like credit unions. The regulatory agencies for the banking community are the Federal Reserve, the Office of the Comptroller of the Currency, which covers the much larger banks, the Office of Thrift Supervision, and the FDIC, Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation. They all have websites, FDIC.gov, for instance, would be an example, Federal Reserve, FRB.gov, where you could check to make sure that a particular institution that you may not have ever heard of before or ever seen any of their branches truly does exist as a bank with the appropriate charter. Because clearly, you are dealing with an institution online that you've never visited, so therefore, you want to make sure that they do exist the other side of the coin would be dealing with an institution online that you've seen you see local branches for in fact that would be my preference of a choice because there are a lot of conveniences for online banking but occasionally you need to physically go in in person to deal with certain issues that pop up And even though online banking is very convenient and you can sit up at 1 o'clock in the morning and do your bills, occasionally there will be that time that you physically need to walk into a branch. So I would encourage, as my first choice, dealing with banks that are in the local community but also have excellent online banking alternatives.
0: Why is a rainy day fund or savings important and how does a person start one?
1: I like this question because we as Americans are some of the poorest savers in the whole Western culture. One of the things I've liked that I've seen in terms of getting started with savings is how you look at savings. The FDIC has a financial literacy curriculum, and the savings component, and I love the name, is called Pay Yourself First. Clearly, people don't look at it that way. A good way to start an account would be setting up an automatic draft from your checking account. When you get your direct deposited check, put in your checking account on a biweekly basis. Whatever dollar amount that feels comfortable automatically comes out and the savings begins to grow.
0: Banking can be deceptively simple. Might you give us some advice on how best to interact with our bank?
1: That's a great question, Naomi, because in essence, a lot of people perceive banking to be very simple, but it's rather specialized. That's why having a relationship with your bank branch manager or someone in that branch is very vital because clearly as you come in with those specialized questions, he or she will know who to direct that question to within their organization. Because clearly a retirement question would be a, with a retirement specialist. Money market or cash management has its own area. Mortgage is very specialized. Auto lending is very specialized. Even credit cards are very specialized. So clearly having at least one individual that can refer you to people within that institution is a great way to get the specialized care that you'll need whenever those issues arise.
0: Ron, we've covered a lot of topics today, and I appreciate your time. Thanks very much.
1: You're welcome. Glad to be here.